And even, Chris, when we first started hanging out in the city... It felt like you, that a little bit. It kind of did. It felt like yeah. we were like a little bit on Courting. a date. <laughs> totally. Because we both didn't know each other that well. We just knew we got along. And it, we both, when we left New York, were like, oh my God, we have to hang out. Yeah. Friends by accident. Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Degan and Kristen Mandela. This podcast is brought to you all by Viv. They are an amazing, amazing company that creates eco-conscious period products like pads made of bamboo fiber and tampons made from organic cotton. And if you want to support us, we'd love you forever. We already do. And you need some new period care, head to the affiliate link in our show notes or our Instagram bio. Yay. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for this episode because we're answering the questions that have been sent to us by our the listeners, our lovely questions. listeners. Yes. And just so it just so happens that almost all of the questions that we got submitted were all about like friendship dynamics, yeah. making new friends. Um, also some things about like family dynamics. So um, so excited to jump into it. I know. I just want to preface for all of my lovers with headphones um, that are listening to the podcast today. I do have my foster dog still and he is a little bit of an mm-hmm. antsy man's. So I have him licking some peanut butter in a jar. It might be like if you just hear some like crunkles in the background that Chloe probably wasn't able to scrub from the audio. Don't know what the word crunkles means either, but just know that that's Bob. Crunkles actually sounds like, like what's that word that it's like the sound that the, the sound, sound makes. Yeah, makes. I totally agree. It, uh, anyway. he's just having some onomatopoeia or so. something like that. Yeah, I, something like anyway. that. It's not that. Not the is. point of the podcast episode. But no. <laughs> Um, but I'm honestly lesson. super excited. I love the questions that we got. And thank you so much for everybody that Me submitted too. them. We're going to do a few other question episodes as the season continues. Yeah. So if you do we have questions, We got some really, really great submit. ones. So yeah. we just kind of thought we'd focus this episode on these on ones. friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So our first question, I'm not going to say who wrote them all. No, it doesn't, we don't need We're to. just going to, yeah, we're just going to dive into it. So what's the best way to make more female friends? I would love to surround myself with more positive and confident women. Mm, what a good I love. I love, love this question. Yes. And I Do you also, have anything that comes to the top of your head when you hear this? I think the, the I'm going to just say that to make more female friends, I guess I'm just like the, the way I would make friends maybe like as an adult is because I have had my friends for a really long time. Like my mm-hmm. friends have been in my life for like 10, 15 You've been very years. lucky. So have I. Yeah. Yeah, we've both been super lucky. And we're also both from the city that we... Yeah. Like, that we live in now, which also very much helps. But I will say... So, like, I'll I'll just say a quick, like, thing. When I lived in New York and I didn't have any friends, I reached out to people that I wasn't even sure I would be friends with. Mm-hmm. I just kind of was like, they, we have similar interests and I find them interesting. And so I was by myself and I just reached out to them to, like, meet for a coffee or something... And I was really lucky that they said yes. And we're like, mm-hmm. why don't you come? Like, why don't you come and meet us at this bar? And we're like all grabbing a drink. And I remember that when the day came, I was really hesitant to go. Cause I was like, oh, this is just stupid. Like, why am I going? You know, I don't want to intrude. I don't want to interrupt. But they became a really big part of my New York experience. Totally. And so I think one of the things I would say is like, 
almost put yourself in what might feel like an uncomfortable experience just because it's unknown, but in a situation that like you have similar interests as these people. Totally. I think is like, I feel like that's not a very good start response. No, no, no. I I honestly, I appreciate it. And I think where it comes from is like treating, and I was going to say something very similar, is treating um finding a new friend like like dating or finding new friends like yeah. dating because i think we have to have very similar standards to who we bring into our life no matter what mm-hmm. whether it's romantic or platonic yeah and there have been times where i've like approached people in my life that are now some of my closest friends as mm-hmm. though i was like cor- courting them courting almost them? like yeah, yeah, yeah. not like hitting on them but like with chloe even <laughs> i told her we were going to be friends i know it's like kind of weird but i was like i would love to be friends with you like i probably said i it feel in, like, like you've done more, that like, with obnoxious her way. And... and karis yeah and yeah a few of my friends I was kind of just like I like you and I think like we should hang out yeah (laughs) I think that also comes from me being like um quite extroverted and maybe just Mm -hmm. like calling things out in that way but I do think that I approached it in a similar manner of like um putting myself out there you know what I mean like you kind of have to shoot your shot sometimes and if you feel like you could get along with somebody in like a friendship or whatever manner Mm -hmm. um I like the idea of holding a similar standard and I think it's harder as we get older because our opportunities for like out uh for interacting with people outside of our social circles like becomes like lower and lower and lower yeah totally and I think in order to combat that we just exactly what you said put ourselves in more situations that would make you interact. I think one great yeah. thing that both of us do, obviously, is well, not obviously, but it's obvious to us, is play soccer, like intramural sports. I was just gonna say, and that is such a great way. Even if you um, just sign up, if you don't have like friends that could make a team, like if they're not interested in the same sport, you can sign yourself up as a sub. So if teams mm-hmm. ever need somebody to sub in, they'll notify you, and then you can like kind of just show up and play the sport with people. Everyone's mm-hmm. always so so kind. It's just for fun, and then that way you're basically meeting a dozen people that you would never normally interacted with and they're always super kind and super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like the team I it's, it'll like the team that I played with last week, I guess. Um, I didn't know anyone on the team and I was subbing in for a friend of mine. Um, I was subbing in for a friend of mine and like, which I think is so brave on, also. Like it's not an easy thing to just like show up. It's not an somewhere. easy thing to do. It's it way easier said than done. It's so much easier said than done, but I always just think that like you have a common denominator there. So like if you're joining a sports team, like you have the common denominator that you're all there to like and you enjoy play this game. Yeah, activity yeah. of some degree. Yes. And I've always also found that the one thing I will say is the way to make more female friends, and maybe this is just like a friend thing in general is that to not force it, like not push yourself into like a friend group, truly just like be yourself Mm -hmm. and be okay with maybe like not getting invited for the first little bit. And like, you know, like continue doing that. Cause I even remember when I was starting a new job at like a new location, Mm. um, there was a few of us that started at first, like at the same time. Right. And one of my friends actually said she was just like, you just like kind of didn't force yourself into friend groups. But I genuinely like you didn't show up and be like, okay, like let's all hang out girls night no, when it's like everyone's been friends for months and you just kind of that. Yeah, but yeah. I went into the like workspace being like, you know what, I have work friends, like I'm just here to work. But then it, I guess it made me just feel super comfortable and like it organically came up. So I wasn't 
like putting on an air or putting on like yeah. a oh my God, I really badly want to be friends with you. Cause but like how many symmetries that does that too. already have? It already has so many symmetries to dating in terms of like not oh, like having that like desperate air of whatever. And I think that truly comes from like a, a grounding sense of self. Like if you mm-hmm. know that you're a great friend and you know that you have room for more friends in your life, if there ever are social opportunities, obviously now it's a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. than ever. But if there are ever chances, I think exuding like being the friend that you want to receive just yes. like how you want to be the partner that you want to receive or yeah. like the sibling that you want to receive, like any of these things, like people respond how they're treated. So if you go into any new social situation and you're like demonstrating how like either fun or yeah. quiet and kind or all these kind of different characteristics that make up great friends in all these different ways, like I think you will then also attract new people in your life that will mm-hmm. be like, I want more of you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But it is honestly, like you said it, it is totally like dating. You do have to like ask these like Be like, we should go for drinks. Like, what's your number? And then you're like, I'm not. Go for a coffee, go for a brunch, lunch, dinner, like whatever the scenario is. And even Chris, when we first started hanging out in the city. It felt like that a little bit. It kind of did. It felt like we were like a little bit on a date. (laughs) Totally. Because we both didn't know each other that well. We just knew we got along. And we both... When we left New York, we're like, oh, my God, we have to hang out. And yeah. then both of us, we didn't initially. And then it was like, okay, like, let's actually follow up on this. And then both of us received and it the same way, And we saw each other, like, months later after I yeah. got home at the yeah. at the Christmas And it was like party. a reminder of how yeah. great we got along. Totally. And, and that initial, like, not that it was awkward, but it's, like, a new person. So I'm like, yeah. well, we have enough stuff to talk about. Like, when we, were, when we met in New York, we had – that was, like, our common denominator. So it's, like, when we – are out of New York, will we still have stuff? But yeah, it was exactly. like, you were very natural. I was very natural. I feel like we're literally talking about like our dating story. <laughs> well, no, but it's, it, it, it comes off that way because I yeah. think there are so many similarities. And I just think it's, it is so difficult in that way yeah. to have like, to build like pl- platonic friendships with people, especially when you just meet them out of the blue. Yeah. But I think if you want to surround yourself with more positive and confident women, the first step is to, also see that in yourself yeah and like befriend yourself in a way mm-hmm. and then put yourself into situations where you will also attract people that are also looking for a very similar thing like I remember at the restaurant that I work at there was this one woman that came and sat at the bar and she was like once a week I get my hottest dress on and I take myself out for dinner and I, I don't bring my phone she was like she well she brings her phone for her like vaccine passport but like she she like t- keeps Safety it in her pocket yeah, yeah yeah and she just like hung out sat I think she brought like a book at some point or whatever and just enjoyed her own like company. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And I remember like I started chatting with her and I was like, oh my God, that's so badass. Like you look amazing. Yeah, like blah, blah, badass. blah, blah. Like what's your, what's your life story kind of thing. And like other people at the bar was ch- like, you know what I mean? Like you just strike up conversation in that yeah. way. And I'm like, I feel like if you did that enough, like you would meet some great friends or I like at too. least like acquaintances in that way. Yeah. Um, obviously that would be super outside of a lot of people's comfort zone, including myself, but that's even like a simple way of. You know what I mean? Like putting yourself into situations that that you normally wouldn't. And you're in a receiving mode. You're like open to whatever. You're not like closed off talking to one friend. You're just like going with yourself, open to whatever's going to happen. I also find that I find that is like when we talk about that being badass, I feel like I've done that so often when I've traveled alone and I was just like Mm -hmm. sat at the bar and like made friends and blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, I can never bring bring myself to do it in Toronto because I'm like, well, why would you – eat alone if have you have friends or totally. like whatever to to go out with it's like why did you do that yeah but 
it's so nice to do that. Like, it's so nice to have like someone make you a meal and like have your glass of wine, read your book completely uninterrupted. Yeah. And one caveat I will you're, also say. You're looking say, for something different than when you're going out with friends. Totally. Like you're trying to enjoy yourself. Totally. And I will say is that like if you are in a place that you want to make more female friends, and again, it's like the same thing as dating, I guess, but like, and if you want to make more positive, meet more positive, confident women, you may in the process meet people that are like also, I don't want to, I don't even want to use this word, but like desperate for friendship, but you have to almost like make the decision that, you know what, totally, she could totally be another female friend for me, but is it going to be, is she a positive, confident woman that I want to surround myself with? Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that also like kind of ties into our next question of like, how do you decipher a healthy friendship from an unhealthy one? Totally. Can I get, can I give one more piece of advice that I just thought of is like, um, joining different groups like whether it's on Facebook or like something like that I feel like it's a really nice way or like even on TikTok there's like people that are like I'm from Toronto and I want like I would love to like meet some new friends or whatever Mm -hmm. I feel like that always opens up new opportunities you just really want to put yourself out there I will also say the concert that we went to back in December Mm -hmm. the girl that was in front of me in line she was from abroad and she was there with a friend of hers that she met on Bumble BFF and they're like I've heard good things about that I've never done it before yeah me neither but Love that. they were super close so that was and they both seemed like super super sweet so i was like oh like that's it works cool. i guess or at it least works. it sometimes works yeah so nice. maybe that's another that's another way nice question answered check <laughs> do you want to um, you already said the next one but it's how to decipher how do you decipher a, friendship? a healthy friendship from an unhealthy one i would say it's Talk to me. all about how you feel when you're engaging with the person Mm -hmm. are you really looking forward to spending time with them do you feel obligated to spend time with them Mm -hmm. do you feel like when you share good news they're able to hold that good news and celebrate with you and celebrate Mm -hmm. you or are they comparing contrasting Mm one-upping um are they able to like really understand and accept you for yourself because I think Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I've really learned with friendships is and how they evolve is like how your friends meet you in each stage of your life are they excited for you in the same way are they like oh my god that's incredible I'm so proud of you you're obviously like growing and maturing and like have the self-awareness to also see that in other people or are they being Mm -hmm. like distanced and weird if they feel like it's a threat to their friendship with you you know what I mean if you're in a different phase if you're communicating different if you're like Yeah, maybe just like feeling like people grow and change and evolve. And I think as that happens, obviously your friendships will do the same. Yeah. So it's how they respond to that, I I suppose, is what I look for. I think that like you said it, you hit the nail on the head like right off the get. It's that like, how do you feel not only when you're with that friend, but also how do you feel when you leave? Like when Mm. you get home, do you feel relieved in a sense that you're like oh thank god i'm like home now and whatever right and not just because of like your social battery but like actually because of the person but actually because of the person or are you like Mm -hmm. oh my god that was so much fun and you're like already getting home to like plan another like we should do whatever like right and you feel like seen and energized by that person or like at least grounded by them and that and i i I would say that there's obviously exceptions to this just like there are with any friendship or relationship in general like you can't hold somebody to a standard where you have to feel amazing with them all the time there's obviously Mm -hmm. gonna be times where you go into it and you're like you know what i'm exhausted but i want to see them and it's just like yeah it's a neutral encounter you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but i would say like take the sum of 
your encounters take like the the large majority of these interactions yeah. like are they excited and like I don't know like are do they value yeah. you and do you feel valued by them like I just think so many of the friendships that I hold the most dear like I know love me truly for me and mm-hmm. I hope that they equally know how much I care and love them and mm-hmm. I think if there's like a huge imbalance and you feel like somebody's asking you favors or asking you for things constantly and you don't feel like you have the space to ask back or you don't feel yeah. like you could really like you know what's one that's recent actually that just came to me calling somebody in or like confrontation within friendships I think it's really like we talk so much about mm-hmm. confrontation and like handling conflict in relationships mm-hmm. like oh someone's really upset you or whatever yeah but are you able to honestly go to a friend when they've hurt your feelings or slighted you or done something that's upset you and how do they receive that information because I think sometimes it's harder for me to bring up conflict within friendships than it is within my relationship because I I know that my you know what I mean this conversation with a friend that it is so difficult for me to bring up stuff to my friends because I'm like oh I don't want to rock the boat and blah blah blah. but like in in a relationship I'm like let's fucking talk about it right here right right and you're invested in a different way because you're like I want to see the longevity of this relationship I want us to stay together but I don't think we bring that same energy for our friendships and then that creates stagnant friendships yeah, and totally. I think we need to be bringing that same energy to our friendships that we want to last the long haul because it does take work to uphold a really meaningful yeah. connection with somebody, whether you're sleeping with them or whether you're dating them or whether you're friendships with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't think it matters. I think if you want to have like really great friendships that aren't just about like drinking booze and you know what I mean? Like going yeah. out, those totally. people are obviously going to do something eventually, like whether it's like yeah. they're inconsiderate of your time, they're late all the time, or they ask too many favors without reciprocating them, or they don't like communicate effectively or whatever it is where you, yeah. you can be like, you know what, I don't feel super listened to or like it would really mean yeah. a lot if you did this or X or whatever. And if you feel like you have the space to have that conversation, I think that's mm-hmm. really super telling of a healthy friendship. And totally. I'm even saying this and I'm hearing it and I'm like, I don't even have this with, with a lot of my friends. So I will say like, and I, and it's a funny thing too, because, um, so when I was having this conversation with a friend, we were talking about it, that it's like the longer the friendship goes, the harder it gets to bring something up. So totally. me and you met in our adult years. So we have like almost a very adult friendship that it's like, if something bugs us or something like is off we'll message each other and then it's dealt with and whatever yeah and you and I are very good at receiving totally that from each other I think like if you've ever said something to me or likewise it's like yeah totally I agree we're also on the same page that's kind of where we met Mm -hmm. but I will say that like I have friendships of like 15 plus years and recently like I brought up something to my friends that was you know on my mind bothering me and I was stressed as shit to bring like it up. Like scared shitless. Yeah. Scared shitless. Like I literally had to like draft a text in an, in my notes and then copy <laughs> and paste it. Because I was like, right. and then I sent the Cause message. Because you wanted to be so mindful yeah, with your language, I'm sure. Because I don't want to like hurt their feelings uh, that it's like, you've you want it mine, to be perceived. But I'm not, you want it to be yes. perceived how you are trying to get it across. Yeah, and it's like very I don't want to hurt your feelings message. by bringing this up. I don't think you're a bad person or a bad friend. It's just like this is how I feel, and it's so funny because like the way that they responded was like amazing, and the and the conversation like continued, and now like we've been friends for over 15 years, and I personally feel like I'm closer to them. Like I'm sure they'll listen to this and let me know, but like it was stressful for me to bring it up 
because I was like, well, I feel hurt and I, I don't want to like, feel like, I don't want to make them feel like, you know, they're a bad friend because they're not. It's just like different, perce- right different perspectives, yeah. you know, right. we're looking at the same situation completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me is a very healthy friendship. And totally. I feel even – And I think how they received that information 100%. was – like dim, like did it completely – That was like a – yeah, totally. So you'll, you'll know. And one thing I do find interesting too is how your friends talk about you. I'm not going to say like behind your back because we'll no, but when you're truly not there. never know. We'll never – yeah, when you're not there. You can tell when, when you meet yeah. people and they're like, oh, you're so-and-so or you're – oh my God, blah, blah, blah. I even find though the way like friends introduce me to their friends or people mm, in their it, life. It, yeah, it highlights how they've already spoken about you in yeah. a way. And totally. I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. Like so and so, oh my God, I've heard so much about you or oh my God, this and that. Or like when you hear them say like, these are the friends I was telling, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Like that's yeah. really nice. And I think it just, it showcases the things that we all want from all of our relationships, which is like mm-hmm. to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel appreciated. And yeah. I think it's so funny that you said that because I literally, one of my friends just told me that something that I had said to them had stuck with them. And it was really? that exact thing, but about, but about, I, I brought it up about relationships and I said, mm-hmm. listen to how people speak about their partners. Mm-hmm either when they're there or when they're not there. And mm-hmm. I think it's the most illustrative fact. Like yeah. it's just it's just very, very telling. And because she speaks very highly of her partner and I've always noticed that and I always really loved that about them is mm-hmm. that they you they hype each other up. You know what I mean? Oh, like God, they'll obviously say so they, it's not like they're infallible. Like obviously he's just like, oh, this person is pissing me off or whatever. Or like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like normal. things obviously go wrong. But in terms of like overarchingly how they're introducing or telling about it, and, and I'm like, that's so lovely to hear because not a lot of couples I find do that. And I think it's the same thing with friends where it's like, it's so awesome to hear when people are in a position of security within themselves where they're mm. unabashedly hyping up other people in their life, yeah. especially women, hyping up other women in their life yeah, without totally. it being like a competition because that's obviously how in our culture we've been kind of trained to view other women as in this mm-hmm. like kind of competitive lens. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, so like when I see a woman in my life that's like, oh my gosh, you have to see this other friend of mine. Like they're just mm-hmm. gorgeous and they're fun and they're doing this and they're so badass and they're whatever. I hate that I mentioned their looks first, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, for me, I'm like, it's also telling of the person. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like that about you too, that you feel yeah. comfortable enough in yourself to hype up another woman in your life and not mm-hmm. view them as like a threat or feel like in order to get on the same level as me, you have to insult somebody in your life. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, people are like, oh, she's such a bitch. Like, she's so hot. It's like, I think yeah. that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make you also not great. You know what I mean? And I also find too, I'm saying, I'm talking from our perspective of like, we have a very healthy friendship, but it's like, we so. also, I think so. But we also <laughs> bring each other into like our lives outside of our friendships. Yes. So it's like, you're, you know, friends of mine that I've had since high school. I know mm-hmm. your friends. And it's very like, I think that is also telling because it's like, you value this person, you think highly of this person. To, that to you integrate want to them into them, your life in other dimensions. Yeah, in other dynamics. Totally. And I think that's really, I think that's really stinking cool. I think that is cool. And I think it only helps to heighten friendships. And I also love that it gives the opportunity for like the intersections of friends. Yes. Like that's how you met Chloe. That's how yeah. like I've met so many of your amazing friends and yeah. just like all, Tevin, like all these different connections. And I, I think that's, 
it only blossoms I agree. more friendships. Yes, totally. So I hope that answered that I love that. that. I hope that answered <laughs> that question. I know. We're like loving these friendship ones because we're I like, know. yes, we love friendship. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So this next the, one yeah. kind of goes off of this, but I think it yeah. is kind of its own subject because basically the question is, what do you do when your friends always complain and have no perspective? So I think, and the example in the question was always complaining about COVID, like restricting their ability to, to take trips and travel, et cetera, always kind of complaining about stuff was what the question kind of was getting So the at. one thing that I will say is mm-hmm. that especially when it comes to that kind of stuff, I would say be aware of where you are mentally. Because constantly having someone complain to you when you're trying really hard, like we're not in an easy situation. COVID is not making things easy for us. Whether you realize no. it or not, it has like taken an, a toll and effect of on your mental health. We Absolutely. went into this. Tw- I went into this 27. I'm turning 30 this year. Okay. Yeah, Don't baby. talk to me right now. Yeah. I'm in my thirties. I left yeah. COVID and it's like. Co- yeah, it's, it's hard. just it's just a wild time. So and not even considering how for younger people, I can't even imagine. Oh like, my god, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So I would say like be very very aware of again like how are you feeling, and I think that you have one hundred percent permission to like remove yourself or even I find a nice way to say that like. I honestly just can't talk about this right now. Like I'm just like not in yeah. a, I don't have the, I don't have the headspace. Whatever, whatever that. 100%. Well, however you can word that. It's about setting wanna, a boundary. Yeah. It really is about setting a boundary. And I know those are so, so uncomfortable, but when you're trying really it's hard. It's also uncomfortable because like, it hasn't been mirrored to us often in a lot of healthy yeah, ways. So it's really yeah. hard to do it because it sounds really foreign and honestly like you're trying to talk like a therapist or something, but really yeah. it's about protecting your inner peace and if this person is detracting from that and you're finding it really hard like in a group chat or in like an individual phone call or whatever setting to be like I just I don't have the the bandwidth to take on this conversation yeah I just so can I tell you what Chloe and I started doing yeah because I've obviously the last few weeks honestly just like since having the foster dog we had a pipe burst in our apartment and then we had to like put a bunch of our furniture in storage and our basement is just like an empty concrete slab and it's just mm-hmm. been like very stressful with all the different things of going back to work and whatever um i've been a little more venti mm. you know what i mean than usual mm-hmm. i've been needing yeah, yeah. to get more things off my chest than i normally have to normally it's like a good old journal just really uh yeah. really does it for me but lately yeah. i've been needing a little auditory <laughs> you know i need to put i need to put into words someone so, give this girl a microphone yeah truly that's why i have yeah. one in front that's of my face right now and she had learned something. It was probably honestly from a TikTok, but it was like, do you have the space yes. to take yeah. this on right now? So yeah. like sometimes I'll be like, I'll, I'll either state it at the end being like, thank you so much for letting yes. me vent. Like, I appreciate that this has like been a pretty one-sided phone call. Or I'll say like, do you, do you like have the energy to like listen talk to me just talk right shit for about 10 minutes? Yeah. Um, and it's been really nice because it's often hard in those moments to once somebody's already starting to like open up it's hard to be like you know what I actually can't listen to you because that sounds like deep rejection and then when somebody's in a hard spot it's hard to be like can you shut the fuck up I'm actually really tired of you complaining you obviously like you just can't yeah or you can but good luck for you I can't I can't Mm -hmm. do it um so setting it up in a way where like at the beginning of the phone call you're like acknowledging that you need a little bit more space and be like yo like do you have the energy right now to like just listen to me bitch yeah. 
Um, I find that's a really nice way of doing it. And then if you like to the person that's answering this question, obviously, if you start front loading your conversations, maybe if you're in that space to be like, Hey, like, do you guys have the energy? You're, you're mirroring what you want back. Yeah. The behavior that you'd appreciate. Mm -hmm. And then likewise, you can start a conversation being like, Hey guys, I'm feeling really drained. I don't know if I can deal. Like I I can't really take this on right now. The only thing that I will say about that is that if the person on the other end, like the person asking this question is the one getting, is on the receiving end of the complaint yes. and the no perspective, blah, blah, blah. I know, it's hard. So I think it's hard to start that. However, like I would say in that situation, the minute that it starts happening, being like, I am so sorry to cut you off. I literally just can't deal with this today. Like I just don't have the the headspace. Totally. Can we talk about it another day? Yeah. At least so that I think that would probably And you like can also say out. stuff like you can validate a little bit and be like, I, I yeah. understand that this has been like so difficult um but yeah like I just I can't I can't yeah. handle it yeah and like I I'm agree. so sorry and I and I hope that everything's okay but like I also think when it comes to like complaining about things like not being able to go on trips and stuff with COVID it can be hard because there is a lack of perspective and you don't want to be like the classic there's people dying Kim yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and, and yeah. just like completely invalidate somebody's experiences because mm-hmm. at the end of the day everyone's lived experiences up until this point have informed their reality mm-hmm. so for them like what's, that is what a big might deal. be a minor inconvenience to somebody and something that like somebody that's undergone maybe a little bit more hardship and struggle would be able to very easily have perspective over and be like you know what yes I can't go on this trip the world is in a little bit of disarray and that is really disappointing I understand that like I'm healthy and I'm mobile if you are and I feel like I have people in my life that support me etc etc therefore I'm not super spiraling about this but if somebody hasn't really had the the that demonstrated to them before or have really maybe undergone things that have shifted that perspective, not being able to go on a trip might be really, really devastating to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And although yeah. it might be still very frustrating, it everyone's reality, even if it seems silly to you, isn't false just because you don't agree with no, it. No, I totally not, You know what agree. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't make it not frustrating to this person because I also can very much relate to this as somebody that lived um, or sorry, worked for a long time in travel uh, like the the global south and like saw poverty on like a very real level for many years of like my my um early to mid 20s it was very difficult coming home and hearing people complain about things that like I was just like it was incomprehensible no to idea. me that was yeah. a, co- a complaint because I'm like and I didn't want to be like well people don't have drinking water but at that point in my young years I was like you're being stupid people don't have drinking water but all that does is invalidate them and make them yeah. get more defensive and back up mm-hmm. into a corner and that's not totally. really a way to have a healthy interaction with somebody although I will say that I have had many of those interactions so I'm not I'm yeah, not uh, but innocent I mean, in like, this either <laughs> you, but I you know. grow from it yeah a little I bit. do think that you grow from it I don't think you ever you don't do that now no no really. no no but it, so when I was like, young and I was seeing it for the yeah. first time it was really hard for me to like fathom how 100%. complaints at that level could you know what I mean but I, I do yeah. think that it just it it's all about your own reality so I think that like the real answer to this is just mm-hmm. like you have to really – this one's a difficult one because you don't want to yeah. come across as like a bad friend or feel like a bad friend. But You could I also really just not respond if it's a I via really text. I really think, yeah, you have just to just put you yourself yeah. first in these situations. Agreed. And find the verbiage that works for you that to say that like, hey, I just can't – I can't talk about this. Can we talk about something else? Can we talk about something a little bit more positive like – I I think if this this was me and someone was constantly complaining, I'd yeah. Be like, how would you answer it? 
I would probably be like, listen, honestly, the world is going to shit. I totally understand that. Can we just like talk about something lighter and funnier for a little bit? Because I just, <laughs> I just can't, I can't handle it right now. That's right. what probably exactly what I would say. I just can't hmm. handle it right now. Yeah. And like, I would take the onus on that instead of it being like, because to me, stupid. like, I don't know if the yeah, words, you can like, never direct it I don't have the mental capacity to think. Those don't. That's not really part of my vocabulary. Right. I would just be like, I can't handle it right now. Can we talk about something like funnier or lighter? And then totally we can talk about it another day. But just like today, I just don't feel like it. If that's cool. Totally. You know? How I, if this is via text, how I would do it is I would read the message and I would potentially not respond for like a day. And my friends that are close to me know that I've done this many times Mm -hmm. is like, I, if I don't have the capacity to, my brain goes on like a bit of a flight mode and I will return to it when I have the yeah. space. Yeah, And I that's cool. often won't address it and it's probably quite obnoxious for some of the people in my life that are like looking for comfort or something in their life. And I think it's probably something that I need to work on a little bit better, but I think it comes from that place of like not using vocabulary like that in my everyday life and yeah. not wanting to come across like I'm invalidating somebody else's feelings. So instead I just ghost. So now that I said it out loud, I think it's something that I need to work on. <laughs> Truly. Okay, so maybe because I'm like I would probably just ignore it. No, don't have. Well, you don't have to take my advice, but I'm just saying what I do now. I think, which, um, I mean, who am I to say whether it's a healthy behavior or not? It's all subjective, but I do think I could probably be a little bit more open with my friends when I don't have the bandwidth. I just am so um, cognizant of being aware of other people's feelings to I think uh, a fault where Mm. I then instead of like addressing it to make them feel worse, I probably just don't. I yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We're all learning about each other We today. are all totally learning. Okay, and our last question mm-hmm. in this in this track, I guess, yeah. is how to set boundaries with family and friends who don't make you feel seen or heard. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> if you find out, let me know. <laughs> Freaking for real. Um, um, this is, can I speak to this first quick? Please do. I'm okay. trying to formulate While my thoughts. While you ruminate, because I can see that yeah. you need to ruminate. And I also, it's something that I think I've um, only recently started working on, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Same. I have always felt a little bit like the black sheep in my family. And I think that Stop. it's also- Stop. Are you serious? Yeah. I feel like I've said that too. Girl. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh ba <my> ba. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so- and I think that comes from a self-identification as well as things that I have perceived to be yeah. things that have isolated me as my own, like in my own little category. Yeah. Um, I think I've all, that's not, I don't need to go off on, on that anymore, but I think what that does is, is it puts yourself in a position of always viewing things through a certain lens. And I have a feeling because I know who submitted this, that they might also feel similarly within their f- family or friend dynamic okay. of feeling like a little bit. Um, in their own dimension. Yeah. And I think what this does is you kind of perceive all interactions through that lens, which can be kind of harmful because I also think that we have to give people a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. And that's something that I've only recently learned is that even if people don't have the words or capacity or body language to demonstrate that they really truly love you, Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't. It just means that they aren't able to show it in a way that you're able to receive it. And that's something that I've dealt with a lot through my family and friends is like, I don't always feel like people are able to love me in a way that I'm able to clearly receive. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. understand. But I do think that there is something different about people that don't make you feel seen, heard, and don't 
actively make an effort to do so or have patterns that are like very upsetting or ostracizing to you. And I think a really powerful way of setting boundaries, I don't think it comes all at overnight. This is something that I'm still learning actively. And it's like, it's an everyday process. And there's some interactions that I have with certain family and friends where I like, I, I come home and I'm like, oh, I'm really proud of how I handled that. And then there's Me some too, interactions yeah. where I come home and I'm like, well, there's always next time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think the number one thing that I've tried to do is to not disassociate in those moments and not retract and like beca- mm-hmm. I, I become very silent or I become very uh, – extra extra and like try to defend myself and try to like yeah. overcompensate and making myself feel heard and seen. And that comes to like – it comes out in like a very defensive, almost like aggressive like style of conversation where I'm like, oh, so you don't do this, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? And I'm trying yeah. to like overcompensate to make my point come across. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's so difficult. I'm trying to it like so see, difficult. I'm trying it's to like, I'm trying, so to, I'm trying difficult. to put into words like the practices that I've been trying to do. A lot of it is just like me, it's a lot of internal work and I hate that, that it always comes down to this, but like the more grounded and seen I feel in my own self, mm-hmm the more A, I don't feel like I really need to feel seen or heard by other people. Wow, yes, totally, totally, totally. So like now when I like talk to some of my friends or my family where like they didn't understand like my eating habits or my lifestyle choices or like why I won't for the life of God get a job in an office is like that used to really bother me because I'm like, you guys just don't understand me. You won't understand me. And now I'm like, I understand myself and I really love who I am. I don't actually care Care. if you understand me I know it's really and if you don't hear me that's kind of a you problem like you're missing out on what I have to say and that switch has been super powerful for me because I was always clawing kind of just to be like just understand where I'm coming from like I'm not trying to be aggressive I just want you to understand like that this is super important to me and now it's like it's really important to me so I don't need it to be important to you actually and that has been the most groundbreaking change in my dynamics with people in my family and friend groups that like I don't feel like truly get it. Yeah. It's an inner thing. It is. Yeah. I will 100% say that too because we like we align on that a lot of like I feel like I used to have to like prove. Well, with our jobs being unconventional, it was always like, well, we're making good money. Well, yeah. no, everything's fine. I can pay my rent. Yeah, like, yeah, like things are so good. It's like now like, I don't was, need to prove anything. Yeah, and it just felt very like – I felt like I was like trying really hard or I was like mm-hmm. overcompensating and saying things that I thought may – like I, I tried to like word stuff in a way that would make sense to the other person, but then I'm like, oh, mm. you know what? Like it got to a point – like it makes sense to the other person or like they can see the – value in it the value in it like mm-hmm. word it in a way that like oh i think that they, bring- would, they would they yeah. would think that this is cool so like i'm gonna highlight this part even though that's like not very much of like why what i love what i doing. do or what right like know? when you were working in production like you would bring up like the executive kind of sounding literally roles more yeah yeah, than, yeah 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 because yeah. totally. i'd be like oh i'm like working with this person and this person and they did that and it's like that's not actually really why what you're this doing this is cool yeah but totally. like maybe you'll think that's cool, so that's why I'm bringing that up to which you. Which is seeking validation, which is yeah. But fine, the more and it, more, it's empty. I found that I was like, the more and more I realized that it's like we're not all meant to be a cookie cutter. We're not all meant to be the same. We're just not. Totally. And so with that comes a lot of people that will not understand you, see you, or hear you. And that's okay. And that is like, I think that's what you need. That's the point that you need to get to is that like, 
not everyone is going to understand why you do what you do, why, just why you, feel you the are way you the feel way you or are, act. feel yeah, the totally. way you feel. And I don't think that you need to really over explain it to a lot of people because they're not the one living your life is yeah. what I will always say. And I also think that like setting boundaries takes so much practice. I used oh. to think setting boundaries was laughable and like a joke. I was like, right. what the fudge do you mean setting a boundary yeah. with your family and friends? Like you don't set boundaries with your family and friends. They're your family right. and your friends. Yeah. And they I can just know was everything. Like, they can come over whenever. They can have yeah, my and time I was like, whenever. Well, if you don't want to do something, just like don't do it. Like just say no. It's like really mm-hmm. not that not that difficult. And then I started to realize that I was like, oh, (laughs) I have no boundaries whatsoever. Yeah. So I even find that like, like the hardest would be, I'm going to give an example of like my family. My parents are not like they'll, if they come over, they like, we have a, I have like a Thai place across the street or like a sushi Mm -hmm. place across the street or whatever. So like if they're dropping something off for me and like they're driving from Scarborough, I always feel And they're like, oh, we're going to get Thai food from across the street. My mom will ask, do you mind if we eat it at your place or do you want us to go home? And if it's like been a really long day and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just need like an hour or two to myself before I go to bed, I I couldn't say no before. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, like come eat it here because like it's hot and I feel really bad. Like you guys drove Mm -hmm. all this way and blah, blah, blah. And so slowly, slowly I started to be like, is it okay? No, like I just kind of, I'm really tired. I really want to whatever. And she's the one that's like, don't feel guilty about that. No problem. We'll just take it and we'll go. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, great. You asked me a question because you're also an adult and you were fine with either option. Don't worry about it. We'll just take it and we'll go. Because it's it's also different being like, hey, we need need to come upstairs to eat because of this. And then you're like, oh, if you need it, then that's different. But if it's like, if you're giving the option and they're an adult, there's nothing wrong with exercising either option yeah, unless it's a trap and that's also on but the I other person. But I do find that that was, that was always hard for me because I was like, oh my totally, God, they're my parents course. and they're like yeah. doing this and that for me and I want to like make sure that – You don't want to be ungrateful. Like, I don't want to be ungrateful. Totally. Yeah, of course. But then it's like you can just say – you can just say it and then, then and these people love you so they're just going to be like, yeah, no problem. Like that's yeah. totally cool. And also if they are But that does take okay practice. It. Yeah, like, it of takes, course. You have to do it and then – slowly you feel better about setting boundaries i find totally and i think like going back to the actual like root of the question is setting boundaries with friends and family that don't make you feel good ask yourself why you want to spend yeah so much time with people that don't make you feel good Mm -hmm. and i know that this is quite a specific like or, or way of looking at it but i just think life is very short yep and we just have no idea what's around the corner we have no idea what's happening tomorrow And I just think that we need to re kind of reconfigure how we view our family. And I think Mm -hmm. if you're a parent, you should, we talked about this in another episode, you should love your kids unconditionally. But when it comes to your family or your parents, like you do not owe them unconditional love. You, 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 you owe them very conditional love, if that makes sense. Like, I think if you are, if you feel emotionally exhausted, emotionally manipulated, abused, physically like obviously um i just feel like being family doesn't give you the, them the right yeah. to yeah. misuse you or or yeah abuse you in any mm-hmm. way that can be denoted from that word yeah and it's it doesn't give them the right to your time 
So if you feel like people in your life, regardless of whether they share the same blood or genetics or anything as as you, um, if you feel not grounded, if you feel unsafe, if you feel emotionally like not well cared for when you're in their space, they are not deserving of your time. And Mm -hmm. if you feel like maybe there is like a redeemable, you know what I mean? Like if they have like the option of like really, um, yeah, redeeming themselves and correcting their behavior. I think you have to put it out there and be like, I don't feel great when I'm around you. Or or you have to be like, you know what, you I I, I can't spend time in this space as long as this, this, and this is happening. Yeah. Because your only currency, and this is something else that I realized that I think I've also spoken to you about, is like your only currency when it comes to people in your life is your time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's time on the phone or time over text or time Everything. in yeah, person. Time. So if you feel like they're not deserving of your time, it is your currency to spend with other people so if you don't feel good around those people don't spend your time with them yeah Yeah. and I know that's also easier said than done I know there's a lot of family and cultural dynamics that I don't experience that make it way more difficult to do that especially if you live with them oh my god but if you have the space from them and you don't live with them or whatever the case might be yeah I think you really have to like take some time and reflect Mm -hmm. on why you feel like you need to spend time with people that don't yeah make you feel good at the end of the day i don't know how you feel about that i will 1000 percent say i don't know who i don't know who wrote in this question but i will say um i will say that like you mentioned it that there's like cultural and whatever of course i feel like there will be cultural people that listen to this and be like yeah right (laughs) yeah fucking right like that would just you just there's i know and i know that that, that there's a a real life example that i have yeah that's it's a cultural example that i can't do. i can't fathom yeah yeah it's harder to do just it's just like ingrained in our cultures like it's just yes. ingrained and slow in a way slowly. that it's not with like anglo and, and it's not yeah. even yeah it's also not even intentional like it's mm. it's really not intentional when um older generations do this to the younger generations they're not like maybe some of them are intentionally putting guilt but like it's really mm. just like I'm sure, but I'm, yeah. there's also like, that's the way that they've grown up. So they don't even realize that that's how it's coming through. Right. So I do think that like, you have to also think about that, that it's like, they're looking, they're only looking at you through when people don't see you or, or hear you, they're looking at you through such a filtered lens. Of course. That it's not, it's really not your job to break down their filters like it's not your job to teach somebody but it is your job to also maintain your own peace so if you have the opportunity to like distance yourself from it I think at the end of the day you have to do what's best for yourself if it's best for you to maintain and grow and try your best to like mend the relationship whether it is friends or family then that's amazing but if there's no peace to be had Mm -hmm. see them on the holidays I know you know you don't need to see them every single week for brunch you don't need to you know what I mean like I just I think that there are I think you can cut back yeah on and if and if I find if it's difficult for you to just set the boundary I'm wondering if there's a way that like you can busy yourself with other stuff like busy yourself with other people so that it gets easier for you to say I can't make it to like Sunday mm-hmm. brunch this week right or I can't make it to dinner this yeah, week yeah fill your life with people fill that your really, time yeah. so that like they almost start to feel the distance in a sense and okay. then when you just don't want to go then it's like they're used to you not showing up all the time <laughs> yeah 
No, that's just fair. just to start it off because I feel like pretend it's a very, like you have like a really busy. Job, I feel like or it's a really hard a cut job. just to be like I'm just not going to go. And then if you're sitting at home by yourself and you're like I just chose not to go to my family event, that yeah. would that would be so so difficult. So I don't think it's like a cold turkey thing. I think it's like no. And I also busy will, yourself with other yeah, stuff. I agree with that. And I also think at the end of the day. People aren't mind readers. And like you said, people are viewing their life and walking through life often very unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So I think the least you could do if you are really like if this is really something that carries a lot of weight in your day Mm -hmm. is to take the safest person that you feel like you could speak to about this and Mm -hmm. be honest with them if you feel like you can and just be like, you know what, like these things like I don't often feel the greatest when I come into these spaces, this, 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 or however you talk. I don't know how you talk. Um, (laughs) And at the very least, you've said your piece. So at least that person will understand why you've chosen to distance. And again, this is like as if your parents or your people in your life like aren't like narcissists or like terrible. You know what I mean? Like for the most part, if you say X behavior is affecting me and it would really mean a lot if you tried to not do it, Mm -hmm. I feel like most people in a good sense would try to avoid that behavior. And if it's not the case, then even more reason to not have them in your life, you know? Yes. But people aren't mind readers. So like I think for the most part, you can also give them the benefit of the doubt and try to vocalize it. And then again, you can go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I love that. So I hope we like answered your question. I think we did great. I think we did. Not to toot our own horn, but I think we did a good job. Two, baby. Yeah. Um, so, and we're so grateful that you guys even wrote some questions in. We have more that like people have sent in and we want you to continue to message us. Yeah. I think our next one will be kind of like a self growth, maybe Yeah, like angle. There's a lot of, if you have any of that. There's a lot of points that we're going to hit with our next one. And I'm I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah, and and if if anyone takes our advice, please message us and let us know yeah, how it goes how it because goes. if we are terrible at this, we need to know ASAP. <laughs> ASAP, right away. Or if we're great at it, we also want to know. Yeah, we're going to start an Ask AF uh, advice yeah. column in Ugh, love. the Toronto Star or something. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> eh, we'll just take it to the line. Globe and Mail, baby. Let's yeah, go. totally. Um, um, all right, well, I love you. lovely. Love so you. So fun. <laughs> all right, talk to you soon, babe. Talk to you soon. This has been Accidental Friends with Aline and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram, Accidental Friends Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. We love you. See you Thursday.